Welcome to the Human Conversation Podcast with Jules White, the real dragon slayer, author and entrepreneur sales coach. Tune in weekly for human conversation about business and sales. Enjoy business expert interviews, educational episodes, and virtual cuppers with entrepreneur business owners. So grab yourself a cuppa and enjoy. Here is your host, Jules White. So welcome everybody to The Human Conversation. And I have got a very, very great young man with me. This young man, we have been talking since, we just said to each other since probably the back end of 2018, where we've been trying to get a date together where we could do this and today has finally come. So I'm really happy to introduce to you Mesh Bat. Now I'm, I'm told I've said that okay. Was that okay, you Mesh? That was perfect, that was perfect. Fabulous. He is the owner of a company called Pulse Pixel. Now, obviously, all the information is in the narrative underneath the podcast. So everybody can get your links and find out how to contact you. So not to worry about any of that. But this conversation, I think, is going to be great for me as much as him, because since we first spoke, huge amounts has changed. He's already told me that before we came on air. So I can't wait to find out what's been going on in his life. But here's what he also said to me. He's 22 years old, okay? So a very young, smart entrepreneur. He's a two-time uni dropout. We definitely need to talk about that because I want to know all about that. Um, And I just want to find out everything about you in this next half an hour and have a fabulous human conversation with you, Umesh. Um, I kind of want to ask you, what was it that you wanted to do when you were young, what was it you wanted to do when you left school? Hmm, so that's a great, so that's a great question. And thank you, first of all, for having me on the show. Um, I know we've been planning this for a long, long time. So, yeah, I mean, what, what, what did I want to do when I was at school or when I finished school? Um, it wasn't, to be honest with you, it wasn't very clear what I wanted to do, but it was very clear what I did not want to do. You know, it, growing up in a... Um, traditional uh, Indian family as well as in a, a traditional education system in the UK where you go to school you get your good grades you go to university and then you get a job um, it was very evident for me seeing uh, first of all let me just give context I'm the youngest of uh, four siblings so um, seeing people around me not just my brothers but just people um, finish school finish university get a job be in a tons of debt or maybe get a job that they don't like um mm-hmm. so it became very clear at me for, for me at a very young age that going to university graduating getting a job a nine to five having a boss wasn't really the route that i wanted to take um so to answer the question it wasn't very clear what i wanted to do i knew i knew i wanted to do something creative i knew i wanted to do something video related which is what i'm doing right now yeah Um, and i knew i wanted to do something entrepreneurial but i had no idea specifically what it was i just knew that i did not want to do the boring traditional route of going to university getting a nice grade you know getting a job setting them down getting married um i want to do something you know that fulfills the lifestyle that i want to live and um even though i'm not living the perfect lifestyle right now i think um one of the clear things when you first start entrepreneurship is 
you know, life is not a straight line. It's literally like the biggest wiggly line that you could create. So yeah, so to answer the question, it wasn't very clear, um, but it was clear what I did not want to do. And do you know something, when I coach people in, in the work I do, we'll often talk around business and various things. And it's always interesting. And I say, um, you know, who's your ideal client? They'll say, well, I know who my ideal client isn't. And, and it's funny how we kind of always know what we don't want, but we don't always find it easy to articulate what we do want. Um, and in some ways that might be good because it means that we're keeping options open. So that allows us to look at what's out there and then sort of yes. almost yes. Let, let life guide us, you know, down that path. But here's the thing. So you didn't necessarily, you knew you didn't necessarily want to do the uni route, etc. And yet I hear you tell me two times. <laughs> uni dropout so come on spill the beans on that one <laughs> yes 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 um, where do i even start i mean um to kind of rewind back let's go back to when i first finished um school which i was um how old are you i think you're around um 18 oh, when you probably finished? 18 i was 16 yes, yes. but that was a long time ago but yeah 18 is about right now isn't it so yeah so so i finished my a levels you know i got i got decent average grades I'd say um for me it wasn't very clear and because I didn't know what I wanted to do I was left with very few options you know everybody around me was doing the route of getting good grades then going to university so for me it was the obvious option you know um there was that and then there was a second reason of my my perception of what I thought university was back then was very different to what the reality of uh, university was when I actually went. So before I went to uni, I had in my head that, oh, it's going to be a, a place where it's filled with opportunities. You're going to be learning about something that you're passionate about. Um, it's going to be like amazing knowledge that you wouldn't get anywhere else. You know, I had a very naive uh, view on it, to be honest, but um, I really did look at it from a high level perspective. So back then, I definitely didn't look at university like it was a bad thing I looked at it as oh my god this is going to be amazing um what happened was I went to actually the University of Brighton I know you did a um a TEDx talk there that's, that's um, exactly where I went yes yeah, yes yes so so I went to the University of Brighton which is about a three-hour journey from three four hours from Birmingham um and I was there for about a month I remember a week or so into university you know it, it's so different first of all to school because you're kind of uh, you're, you're away from your family you're in your own world you're independent you've got to learn all these different things but also you're meeting um people from different areas than you've grown up um and i remember going to lectures at that time and thinking wow this is really not what i thought it was going to be <laughs> to add to that you, you know you're paying 900 like you're paying 9k nine grand pounds in a uh, university tuition you're paying for accommodation as well, which is a lot of money. Mm. You're paying for books, which are a lot of money. Mm. Um, and so every time I started to go to these lectures and classes, each time I could feel like a voice in my head telling me what, what is actually happening? Like, what am I doing here? You know, every time I went there, I was thinking, okay, like, what did I really learn? And is what I'm learning actually useful for what I'm going to be doing in the future? Is it real life skills and the more I was there the more I started to realize that okay this is really not what I thought it was and it's time to start uh, considering other options so what was the um degree that you took uh, oh yeah it was, it was a um, business management degree okay. um 
so I, I went to business because that was like the only thing that I had interest in. Yeah. Um, and it, it, again, going back to like every time I was there, I was thinking, okay, I started to also realize at that point that the degree that I was studying, you can't really teach it. Like you can't really bring out a textbook and teach a uh, 18 year old entrepreneurship. Like how do you even teach that? It's, it's, it's such a crazy um, subjective thing to learn. So um, long story short, I, I started to realize it wasn't for me. So at that moment, I started to consider other options. This is about six weeks into my degree because I knew I didn't want to be at that university. I knew I didn't want to be in the education system. Um, and I did know that I wanted to start a business, but I had no idea what in. Mm. Um, so this was around, I think it was mid-October or maybe November. I dropped out, um, made the decision. I remember the awkward conversation I had to have with my uh, mom and dad about yeah. it, but um, it, it went pretty well, to be fair. Good. Um, I'm pleased they supported you. That's very good. That's good. Yeah. It's, I think we we always amplify these like conversations in our, in our head, but um yeah. Yeah, I, I dropped out at that point. Um, and to be honest with you, that whole year was wasted because everything that I thought I'd do in that year, I thought, I remember looking at the time when I, when I did that, I was looking at so many success stories of people that dropped out. And I had this naive thing, my, this naive view in my head that me dropping out would automatically lead to me being successful. Mm. When in reality, when I did drop out, nothing happened like I ended up being on um, job seekers allowance for the entire uh, remainder of the year I think I was earning 57 pounds per week um, I had to go to the center every Monday to sign on I had to go to these workshops uh, I remember going to these workshops and thinking like what am I actually doing here um, so it was, a, it was a very boring period of my life to be honest with you um, and then the summer came and then really the same thing kind of happened I was thinking okay nothing's happened for me for the past six to nine months so the only choices that I've gotten left is to go back to university because clearly what I'm doing right now is not working I, I tried so hard in getting jobs and that just failed um, I tried to start a business but that just failed um, so at that point I said okay let's just go back to university and I ended up going to Coventry University to study the same degree um, and that one I went to for an entire year. I did a whole year at Coventry University. I've got the first side, which was, I'd say, semester one, where I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the people that I met. I, I met some amazing people. I enjoyed the university itself. Um, but then when it came to semester two, those voices started to creep up in my head again. Those voices of, what am I actually learning? <laughs> like, what am I doing here? You know, I've, I've got like a 10,000 word uh, coursework or essay to write and I'm just thinking like what is the actual point of this there's literally zero value or skill that I'm going to be getting out if I was to put all my effort into it and I, I'm someone where if I don't see the point in doing something I just won't do it if I don't see an actual outcome mm. by putting in the effort then there's no point in me doing it mm. um, and so that th those feelings started to come back um, and as a result it meant that if I was to go to parties or if I was to like go out with friends, I'd literally feel guilty that I'm having fun because in reality, I'm just putting on a mask to mask me fulfilling like my actual purpose or my actual, you know, what I really want to do. So um, I finished that, that, that year in university and it was in the summer holidays that I ended up starting my, uh, my company and actually going into business. And it was from there I ended up dropping out and, and, 
basically here I am today. Uh, I think this is about three years later now. That's amazing. And I think, isn't it interesting, you know, the things that you say, I'm sort of listening intently as I always do, the things you say about, you know, that was a waste of time and that was wasted. And you know something, it probably wasn't because if nothing else, it was probably just not the right time for you to do your business at that point back then. So better to be doing something rather than absolutely nothing. And you were doing something, even though it wasn't fulfilling you were still actually probably learning more than you realize. It's also great, I think, that you recognize that that wasn't fulfilling you because there are so many people, I think, go through life unfulfilled, but they don't make the changes and the choices. Yes. So for one so young as you, you young thing, um, I think it's wonderful that you saw that and recognized it. So you started your business in the summer, and that business was what? Was that this Pulse Pixel or was it something it's, it's, else? It wasn't named Pulse Pixel back then, but it was this. Um, to give a bit of context, um, yeah. so during the summer holiday, mm-hmm. my plan was to get a summer job, you know, something like, I don't know, being a sales assistant or something. Uh, I spent four to five weeks, I think it was, sending applications, job applications, handing out my CV literally every day. I used to go to my local city center. I used to print out, I think it was 50 to 100 CVs and literally one by one pass the CV around to a different shop. Then I'll go online and then I'll apply for another 20, 30 jobs. I did this every single day and no results. I got a few interviews here and there, um, but for some reason it just wasn't happening. Um, at this point I had, I think it was a minus a thousand pounds in my bank account, um, yeah. which it's quite crazy, but at the same time, it's not that crazy for a student. Yeah. Um, so to be fair, I was kind of living luxury compared to most uh, of my friends <laughs> that I know. Yeah. Um, but then, then I just ended up finding a mentor and, and coming across this online mastermind group where they teach you specific skills that you need to learn to start a business. And that was the one thing that I felt like I was missing um, previously in trying to start a business because there's so much information out there. There's so much content out there online, but none of them tell you specifically how to, you know, get a client or how to do sales or how to, um, you know, do objection handling or all these small dif- different skills. Yeah. Um, so at this moment, I, I ended up starting my company. Um, I think I got my first client about two, three weeks into my business. Um, that's $150 from Dubai. My, my bank account went from like minus a thousand to about minus 900 pounds. <laughs> but then two days later, I remember it was 1 a.m. and I was in the kitchen um, with my pajamas on and I was speaking to this guy from L.A. and he looked exactly like Gordon Ramsay. He was like the American version of Gordon Ramsay, minus the swear words. Um, <laughs> and he ended up paying me $2,000. And I remember, I remember at this moment thinking, what the hell is going on? Like someone just literally PayPal'd me two grand um, for me to deliver a specific service for him. Yeah. And that was what took me, first of all, out of that uh, overdraft that I was in. And that was the moment I realized, wow, like this business thing, whatever it is, there's so much more to it. It's a lot easier than I thought. Um, and if I can repeat this action and this process that I've been following, then who knows where this can go. And at that moment, I literally sent a email to my university at the time and said, yo, I'm out, you know, I withdraw. I'm not coming back. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not coming back. And that was, it it came at a perfect time because that was my summer holidays at the time. So it gave me enough uh, of a window 
to prepare to not go back for year two. Um, and so, yeah, well, that, that was summer 2016. Um, so tell me what you did for that client. What was it that you were doing? Describe your business at that point. Yeah, so the company that I started was, um, I was always into videos. So I started a animation company where we help other businesses basically better explain what they do in like a short 60 to 90 second video. So you've probably seen those animated videos online on websites, app videos. Um, so for that specific client, they had a new website that they designed and they wanted, a, I think it was a 60 second video that uh, basically summarized exactly what their company does so that they could win more. Uh, clients to their website and so um, yeah that's what I did for that client although at the time I remember thinking what the hell what, what do I even do now I've got this two grand <laughs> like how do I even deliver the service and so um, but you clearly yeah, did like, but you clearly did yeah, deliver that yeah. service and so is this was this drawing yourself or is this using technology that you do the animation um so what what happened was back then um Back then, it was, it was only me and a couple of people, uh, me, a few animators, some storyboard artists. Um, and so what I'd do is I'd take on all these clients, and then me and my team would draft up a plan as to how we can convey the message that they're trying to convey in a you know, perfect story or a perfect video. Um, and so we used tools like you know, Adobe Premiere Pro, After Effects. Um, and since then, like, the, the, the business has grown quite a lot. Uh, now we're a team of eight. Um, we've got clients from in we've got clients from um sorry australia america london uh, japan even china um so yeah we, we there's a team of eight of us now and it's, it's grown quite a lot since um i first started and uh, the company's officially been around since 2017 march so you, you know this is a you're a 22 year old very bright young man and you're running a business with eight employees Yes, yes. That's awesome. Is that not amazing? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting when someone says it out loud because you don't really, yeah. you don't view it like that in your own head, so. No, you don't. And you know what? This is, this is what I discovered when I kind of, when I speak now and I relay my story and I listen back to it and I think, oh my goodness, did I do that? You know, and it's yeah. almost like you, you don't realize the reality of what you've done and how far you've come. Yeah. So, so first of all, that's amazing. Now, the second thing I want to do is I want to talk about the fact that you've had a lot of changes since we last talked. I now want to know what those changes are. Um, so we spoke, um, I think it was, let's say it was end of 2018. Um, really, it's just, it's just to give you the best answer. Um, the whole journey of entrepreneurship is, it's kind of like a journey. I know it sounds cliche, but it's, it's literally like a journey of finding yourself because yeah. when you first start a company um and i've seen your story which is amazing uh, it really is a journey of like self-discovery um because two things happen when you start a company uh, number one your strengths are tested but number two your weaknesses are exposed mm. and that is cannot be truer than anything else like i remember when i had my first client um and i had my first ever sales call on skype um i was stuttering I was so nervous. I was sweating loads. Um, and so all, all these like, all these skills are tested. Um, so to kind of answer your question, since we last spoke, um, a lot's happened, you know, a lot from, I was in a partnership previously, which failed, uh, a business partnership, which failed, but I don't view it as something that, you know, was bad. To be honest, I don't regret it because I thought it was amazing. It didn't work out. Um, but 
an incredible amount was learned through that. And I think one of the great things about it is that it makes your visions and it makes your goals a lot more clearer because now you've got more clarity on what you actually want to do. I love that, you know, gosh, you know, I'm in awe of the fact you're, and I keep going on about it, I know, but you have to bear with me. I'm, I was 50 a couple of weeks ago. So to be nah, talking you're to not it, 50. oh, I am, go on, shocks, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, carry on, carry on. <laughs> um, but the point is that somebody at 22 years old, when I think about myself at 22, you know, I hadn't even started my journey of discovery about who I was, you know, so you've, you've got a real head start on where I was. Um, and talking about things like getting clarity on what you really want and your goals, it's like, it's music to my ears in all honesty, because I think um, my generation, we weren't really surrounded by entrepreneurship like you guys are. Um, and I think, it's so lovely to see you uh, making this much progress so so young because then you've got so much more ahead of you and you've got this big head start as i say i think one of the big things for me you talked about you touched on earlier was how we don't really teach about entrepreneurship as much as we could no, and and no. the mastermind and how the mastermind just brought everything together for you the things you really needed to know was they were brought together in that one place, which I think is so essential, isn't it? Because you can get overwhelmed by all the information yes. out oh, there. Man. Yes. But when you get a mentor or a group or a mastermind, suddenly you can start really nailing the things you really need to be doing. So for you to have clarity at this point is really something. You'll get even more clarity. It, there's even more to come for you, which is the exciting thing because there'll be new things come and then you'll need to find clarity on those. But that's the most amazing part of the entrepreneur journey. So you've now got like um, eight people. Uh, you are, I, I presume now you're heading it up alone because the partnership didn't work out or yep. did you find yep. another partner? No, no, no. I'm, I'm back to being alone. Like the okay. partnership was, the partnership was always a, a tester to see how it yeah. would go. Um, yeah. So we're both friends. So it, it wasn't something that was like a massive, you know, had massive repercussions. It was always a test. Yeah. Um, so it's back to being solo and I'm loving it. To be honest. <laughs> Amazing, isn't it? So um, what's the next couple of years look like for you then? What's the aspirations? What, where's the clarity for those goals? Tell us what you're, you're going to be doing. You know what? Um, I have no idea. And <laughs> I, I, I like that. I like I that, that I have yeah. no idea. Because <laughs> if I give you an answer now, I know for a fact, based on history, that my answer will change next week. So right now I might say, oh, in a couple of years time, I'm going to be running a seven figure company. Um, but I know for a fact in, in something might pop up next week and uh, my, my answer will change. So it's the unknown that I enjoy. And that's the part that they don't teach you in school because in school, you're taught that you need to have everything clear. You're taught that you need to know exactly where you want to be because everything's a linear line. Um, whereas for me, I like the fact that in a year's time, I could be in a completely different business. Um, yeah. So I'm just really just going with it and seeing where the, uh, the, the journey takes me, to be honest with you. It's very liberating, isn't it, to approach your business in that way? There Crazy. will be business coaches who would go mental at this conversation because they would say, no, 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 you need yes. to have a business yes. plan. You need to know where you want to go. And, you know, there are elements to a business plan and making very clear goals that are beneficial. There's a fact yep. to that. But if you're that free-spirited and you're that happy 
to just kind of go with it, then I say, why not? I think we need to stop projecting our views onto other people. So what, one of the things that I've been learning in the past, um, I think 11 months now, is personality types. Um, so to be specific, Carl Jung's um, depth psychology, where he talks about how humans are, you've you got different types of humans. You've got thinkers, you've got feelers, um, and you've got people that make decisions based on different things. Things that I learned through learning about this was that how you and I do things is literally very different. So you've got um, different people who make decisions very differently. They think very differently. So when it comes to like business coaches, I've had, I've had so many different business coaches. Um, I know so many different business coaches. Um, and I think the best ones are the ones that don't have the mindset of be like me but they have the mindset of where are you in your journey and what would be the best decision based on where you're at? Because everybody's journey is literally subjective. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, that's one of the reasons why we as entrepreneurs do not work for people <laughs> because yeah. otherwise we would be on that journey of how they want it to be and how they want us to behave and, and what they want for their business. I, I spent a couple of years before I started this business, um, Free, I guess it was freelancing in a way. It was, I was in um, interim contracts where I'd been asked to go in and set up a sales department, you know, set up the sales strategy for businesses. Quite exciting work for me. Yeah. I like that yeah. stuff. However, the minute I got there, oh, well, we've always done it like this. Actually, we've, we've always done it this way. And, and immediately I knew I couldn't make a difference, okay? Because, because I, I was going to be restricted to not not get them actually to step outside their comfort zone and their yes, boxes yes. and just be uh, true them. Because for me, business is about, um, well, sales is about people by people. You know that because you've obviously followed yep. some of my stuff. But more intensely than that, that we are all absolutely different and unique. Every one of us. There's no one person the same as the other, as you've just said. So therefore, how could you train a company to sell in one specific way? Yeah, it, it doesn't make true. any and sense. It, one of the things I learned because sales has been something, I'd say the most valuable skill I've learned in life is sales. Um, it just is because sales isn't about selling. It's about, um, it's just communication. You know, when, when I started to get better at sales, the way I spoke to my friends was very different. You know, uh, people were telling me how I became a better listener or how my speaking skills improved, um, you know, from being a shy introvert back then. So for about, I think it was maybe uh, eight months, I did sales training. Um, so I was teaching entrepreneurs from all over the world, um, you know, sales. Every time they had a question, I'd answer it. And one thing I found was that everybody has their own version of doing sales. Um, so the example I'd give is, let's say we've got someone like Grant Cardone, who's a very, uh, he's a yeah. stereotypical American <laughs> Uh, salesman and he's very like loud and all over the place yeah but then there's a guy in the office that I'm at the co-working space I'm at very introverted very quiet um, he, he's a salesman for a large uh, agency and his method of sales is so different so everybody has their own version of doing sales and yeah. um, it, it must have been a very big challenge for you when you went into that company and you had people that already had their own traditions of doing things and here you are trying to, you know, essentially rewrite the way they do things. And it's, it's so difficult to do, but um, yeah. it's a fascinating skill. 
It is. And I think, you know, for me, um, my book is all about this. It's all about the fact that life skills are sales skills. You know, it's all about oh, yes, the fact, yes. you know, it's the, that's a huge one for me. And it's almost, I, I've said this to you probably before, or you've heard me say, it, I want to untrain everyone who's ever been trained to sell. You know, that's kind of, you know, that's how I, I feel that. about I it. Because I think we have to sell as us. We have to. And yes, there's an element of understanding who the customer is and what their preferences is. And that's by questioning. And that's by listening. All the things you've mentioned. We don't have to put them in boxes. We don't have to say yeah. you're blue, yellow, green and, and red. So that's how I'm going <laughs> to sell to you. We need to just understand they, they may have a different world to us. And so step inside their world. You know, this is as simple as it is for me. But with this freeness around it, so that you're not yes. structured to the words you say and the route you go and the process and the steps of the sale. Well, I, I used to have that. I used to yes. have when I first, when I, every time I had a sales call with someone, I'd um, open my uh, Google document, which had bullet points of uh, qualify, how to qualify, or questions I need to ask. And I used to literally read things word for word. Um, but I'd, th I'd say the evolution of how I do sales now is so different because now um, even when I get on a call with someone I, I my main goal I feel like is I want them to know who I am as a person because I know that if they know who I am as a person then investing three grand or five grand becomes no problem because the main thing that they're looking for is trust and that's why they're interviewing 20 other agencies that do the same thing as me that mm. even have way more experience than me but if I can show them who I really am, then they will know for a fact that I'm someone that's going to over deliver. And I even like, I try and show my personality so much in, um, in sales meetings or even like small things. Like I'll send them like, um, I, I, like for example, when I send them a proposal, I'll put gifts or memes in the proposal and I'll make it humorous or yeah. I, I'll just say funny things that, that you wouldn't really see in other things just so that, I can showcase who I am. I think you need to trust who you are because I think what sales does to us is it brings it into this conscious place as opposed to the subconscious us, which is actually the real us. It brings us into this place where we suddenly put ourselves under pressure. Oh my goodness, I've got to do this. I've got to say that. I must get this. I've got to make sure I do it in this time. Um, and that is how I was taught to sell for years in that way. And okay. it causes huge pressure then. You know, you should be closing them at this point. You should be making yes, sure you don't ever come back. Yes. If they say they don't want it, they don't mean that. You know, you know and it was yes. all, and I was like, no. <laughs> That's my first year in sales. <laughs> no more, no more. So, so my whole methodology had to be about people and about people by people, but about being true you, building trust. At the end of the day, not everyone's going to buy from you. You know, this is the fact. So stop trying to push people to buy from you yes. who don't really want to. Just, just let them go. It's fine. Wave, <laughs> smile, send them love. But, but you need to connect with people who are like-minded, who get you, who have the same values and who trust you. If you get all those bits right, you'll make sales. And you don't even have to make an effort to do that because you're already well, who you are. People buy from people. It, it's just that, that simple. It's people so buy from people absolutely right but i love i love chatting to you i knew i would um, <laughs> i think you're just i think you're very inspirational and i think anyone who's listening must realize that at 22 years old you've got a whole fountain of knowledge you know as i as i say about my 14 year old son he's lived before you know i feel you're a little bit like that where wow you've got this wisdom you know um 
I think it's about staying grounded. It's about following your dreams and being who you want to be, you know, and you just got to trust that journey. It's really exciting. So if you wanted to tell us one last thing about you or about your business, just as a, a lasting sort of thought for us from this podcast, what would it be? Hmm. So a lasting thought. And first of all, thank you for the kind words. That was amazing. That was okay. really amazing. It's true. Um, I don't say it to everybody, you know. Not everyone. Oh, so I'm, I'm <laughs> one of the special ones. In the, I'm, a, I'm a special, I'm a special uh, guest on the podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I have to say, actually, all my guests are special. I can't do that one because I'd never have any guests <laughs> on there, would I? <laughs> in terms of lasting words, if you do want to connect with me, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, I, one of the things that I'm trying to do to kind of ex- to elaborate on the whole selling thing is build my personal brand because yes. I think the value of um, showcasing your real self, your, your, your authentic personality, um, it just helps with generating more business, but also generating the right type of business because it all goes back to showing people who I really am because if they see who I am, then they're going to want to talk to me or potentially even uh, be interested in my services. I'm just someone who's on a journey um, and if you want to follow that journey, you can check me out on LinkedIn. Um, if you want to see the kind of word that work that we do, go to our website, which um, I'm sure you're leaving in the description. But, I will, yeah, um, but tell us what it is. Yeah, po- www.postpixel.com. I think, um, obviously, I'll put all the links in. I think um, you're right about personal brand. You know, I've been doing a lot of work around this in my own mastermind. So where I'm actually part of a mastermind myself. So I still carry on my self-development, even though I'm old, um, because it's really important that I keep up with everything and I get the outside view in, you know, because otherwise you're so in your business, aren't you, sometimes? And funnily enough, last week, our subject matter was all about personal brand. And, and, you know, how much it's changed and how much now it's about what I can do for you. So it's not about me. My personal brand is actually more about you as my customer and what yes. I can do for you, you know, which is a really lovely way to start sort of positioning it's, it's, it. It's interesting personal brand because my, I've, been doing, um, I've been posting on LinkedIn for the past year or so. Um, and I remember I used to post every day at one point and I'd post like, you know, uh, statistics and, and just post about my service. And they used to get zero engagement. Like nobody cared about the average attention span being eight seconds. Like nobody cares about that stuff. Um, but then when I started posting about myself personally, for example, uh, my most viral post, I think it got around 40,000 views or something crazy. Wow. Um, and that was a post about me and how I started my company and how I dropped out of university and how, um, I was getting paid 57 pounds a week. And like from that post, I was literally getting um, 10 people daily messaging me saying, oh my God, this is amazing. And um, and so when you look at it, it, I look at personal branding as storytelling and, and yeah. again, just showing them the authentic self rather than selling. But, but you know, you're right about storytelling because that's how we do connect. It's how we've connected since we were young, most of us. We were read stories as children, you know, oh, so there's, yes. a, there's a huge emotional connection to stories. And whilst it's, it's definitely about who you are, where you've come from, what your core values are and what you believe, it's also about them and what their core values are and what they believe and you understanding that. And then when those two come together, well, that's when the real magic happens in my mind. That's how I see it. So personal brand is definitely 
all about you, but all about you for your customer. You know, it's, it's that next bit, 100%. isn't it? So, um, so definitely keep along that personal branding line of things because I think it's it's the only way to go. Also, one of the things we found out, and I'm not a stats person normally, but but people when they come to buy are probably about fifty seven percent plus already along the buying decision before they've even yes. started to talk to you because they've got yes. so much knowledge at their fingertips with the internet it's and true. Such, it's true you know? like me, me having a few youtube videos online or me having linkedin posts when i get on a call with a prospect now it's like they already know kind of who i am uh, it, it's a bit weird in a way but um, at the same time it's amazing because i don't need to spend half an hour trying to like sell myself exactly um i can just have a normal conversation that i think that's the weirdest thing i learned in business that um it's not as corporate as we make it out to be no. <laughs> like no. linkedin is really not that corporate if anything no. it's just people yeah. um and i think that's that's super interesting and that's why i called my podcast the human conversation because that's that's what i truly believe sales is about it's like going to have a cup of coffee with a friend oh absolutely absolutely so Listen, I have loved chatting to you. Um, it's been really uh, inspiring, actually. You're a really inspiring young man. Um, and I hope that we carry on connecting so that I can see where this journey goes oh, for, for you. Sure, for I'm sure. excited to follow you. And Absolutely. obviously, our listeners, well, I hope all of our listeners have been inspired by this one. This is a podcast where I've got a young man who is really inspiring and that's that's a really great thing to see my son as i say is 14 he's a bit younger than you but he's just got all this lovely wisdom he did a podcast with me oh he's, really yeah yeah you'll have wow. to look it up i'll send you, you the out? link um, and that was all about what school meant to him which was really fascinating you know just to see what he thought of school he had some wonderful wow. ideas around that i think you'd have you'd have probably liked it but yeah so thank you for your inspiration keep doing what you're doing you're pretty awesome and um, thank you for having me thank you it's so a, a real pleasure and everyone who wants to connect with you your details will be um below in the narrative i'll get all your links from you we are on soundcloud we're on iTunes. We are on Spotify now with the human conversation and we have hit over 30 episodes now and I'm so so yay. I'm so happy because you know I absolutely love making these. I never know what I'm going to get. It's a bit like a box of chocolates, isn't it? As Forrest <laughs> Gump used to say. And we will see you next time for the human conversation. Tada for now. You've just been listening to the Human Conversation podcast with Jules White. To find out more about the other work that Jules does, please visit her website, www.liveitloveitsellit.co.uk. And if you enjoyed the podcast, then please do leave a rating and review on the platform you use to enjoy her show. Thanks for listening and see you next time.